Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good. From scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is entitled, Do Not Think About What? You know, the more I study the scriptures in context, the more I see how God wants us to be sanctified. And that involves being conformed to the image of Jesus. We're gonna be discussing some verses today that admonish us not to listen to the flesh not to think about making provision for its desires. I know that may sound restrictive and harsh, but walking in this concept brings such freedom. One thing I love about walking with Christ is that there is no cookie cutter Christianity. There are guidelines in scripture. The scripture is truth with a capital T. The greatest commandment being to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. But there are also freedoms that look different in every life of a believer who walks closely with the Lord. I appreciate that my Father in Heaven doesn't want us to be a bunch of robots who don't have to think for ourselves, who all dress the same, follow all the same man-made rules, and fashion God into our own image. He wants us to fulfill the unique purpose He created us for and glorify God with our words, thoughts, and actions, saying no to whatever dishonors him and yes to whatever honors him. So I filmed the introduction to this episode from my newly remodeled kitchen that I had the blessing of being able to design in a way that would delight me and cause me to praise God every time I walk into it. So hey, take a moment, write a review on Apple so even more folks find this podcast and are encouraged, or you may even know someone who needs to hear this message. So please share the link with others. 
You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of the podcast and connect with conversations happening over there. Type into the browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. I'm coming to you again this week with thoughts on truth, the Christian life, and God's incredible faithfulness. The title of today's episode is Do Not Think About What? I've read that scripture in Romans 13, 12 through 14, hundreds of times over the last three and a half decades, but this time God had some of the letters like glowing in neon. The NIV said, do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. While the Amplified put it this way, make no provision for, nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to its improper desires. But the Jubilee translation said it in a way that really hit home for me. Do not listen to the flesh to fulfill its desires. So reading from the NIV, starting in verse 12, the night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, nor in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, think about this with me for a minute. Paul gives three different areas to avoid when he encourages us or really admonishes us to behave decently or conduct ourselves properly and honorably and not think about how we can gratify the flesh. First, he says, to avoid carousing and drunkenness. Then, sexual immorality and debauchery. And finally, quarreling and jealousy. For those of us who are serious about our faith walk, the first two are pretty easy to avoid. Carousing, drunkenness, sexual immorality, and debauchery. (laughs) Yeah not going there. But that third area, quarreling and jealousy, that hits a little closer to home, don't you think? In the Blue Letter Bible app that I use on my phone, going to the root word in Greek for quarreling and jealousy looks like this. In strife, contention, wrangling. So taking the word wrangling and defining it found the following. The first definition is to argue or dispute, especially in a noisy or angry manner. The next is to round up as in cattle. Now, I've seen this. When people want to get their way in a situation, they round up those that they can influence and persuade to take their side. Hmm. You ever seen that happen? And the last one is to obtain by contrivance or scheming. Paul is telling us not to manipulate. Can you see that in the Greek root? 
In the Blue Letter Bible app, we find that jealousy equals envy and is an envious and contentious rivalry or jealousy. If we go to dictionary.com and look it up, envy is defined as the feeling of discontent or covetousness with regard to another's advantages or success. Back in the day when I was super successful in multi-level marketing, which is also known as network marketing or direct selling or any host of other terms, that is the kind of business where you're told that you have the best chance of succeeding if you recruit people underneath you to sell the product or the service that the company offers and build an organization making a percentage on the volume that they produce. That way, at some point, you can back off and not have to work and keep making all that money. The name of the game is recruiting, and over the years, I saw the techniques become more and more manipulative and misleading. Our presentations made people discontent with what they had, usually a nine-to-five job, and covetous toward what their upline had. When God began to convict me about that business model and the ways I had to manipulate in order to be successful, he showed me that he often uses a lack of money to get our attention. And running after get-rich-quick schemes that move us toward envy and discontentment and covetousness and manipulation avoids his rod of correction, which means he'll have to take us around that mountain again and again until we learn the lesson he's trying to teach us. We are to avoid being discontent, envious, competitive, and jealous. And think about this for just a moment with me. The synonyms for the word envy are as follows. Resentfulness, malice, covetousness, grudge, hatred, ill will. Whoa! That ties in with the scripture in Ephesians 4.26 that warns us not to go to bed angry or we will give the devil a foothold. If we envy what others have, resent what we have or don't have, we open the door to the enemy by going to bed angry night after night, which inevitably leads us into deception. Deception to the point of us believing that listening to our flesh is God speaking to us. Oh my, have I ever done that before? I have been so deceived by my own disobedience that I listen to and feed the desires of my flesh thinking I'm hearing and obeying God. Instead of saying no to its desires, I justify making provision for my flesh. In the Blue Letter Bible, flesh is described this way. Flesh is our animal nature with cravings that incites us to sin. Think about this scripture that so perfectly illustrates this. James 4.1 in the NIV says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? 
If we do not surrender our desires and cravings every single day and ask God to replace our will with his, it is going to be so easy to deceive ourselves into thinking we're obeying God when we are doing anything but. Let me just tell you, I did that for 13 years. Don't go there. Those desires battle within us, and if we don't push back, we will surely be fighting and quarreling in one way or another. I recently saw a meme on Facebook that said, it's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what he's going to say. Whoa, that's profound. Think about that for a moment. We've already decided what he's going to say and have probably found a scripture to back up our belief. And can I just say that that scripture is very likely taken out of context and doesn't really mean at all what we're telling ourselves it means. And this promise that we believe God is giving us in reality is going to give us what our flesh is craving, attention, or maybe a quick financial fix, or significance. In Psalm 119.29, David begs the Lord not to let him lie to himself. Oh, how we need to pray that prayer every day. Our flesh is so good at telling us what we want to hear so we will feed it and take care of it, rather than making no provision for its desires. So I want to wrap up today's episode with a very clear call to action from the scriptures that I shared at the beginning, Romans 13, 12 through 14. I'm going to read it in the Amplified Translation. First, just to reiterate the steps Paul admonishes us to take. The night, this present evil age, is almost gone And the day of Christ's return is almost here. So let us fling away the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly and honorably as in the light of day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and irresponsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy, But clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for, nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to its improper desires. So here are those action steps from that scripture. Number one, cast off the works of darkness. Number two, put on the armor of light. Number three, walk properly. Number four, put on Jesus. And number five, make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. As I meditated on this scripture and the very specific calls to action, I had to pray and ask God to help me see all the ways that I make provision for the flesh, or as the Jubilee translation puts it, all the ways I listen to the flesh and eventually give in to its desires. And I'm going to give you a great example of how God answered my prayer for this kind of insight. I really enjoy a glass of wine with my dinner. And 
I happen to be married to a pastor whose denomination is not against drinking in moderation. I actually did my own homework and read in the Bible and could not find anywhere where it says you can't drink wine. It doesn't say that Jesus drank grape juice. Now, if I'm letting that glass of wine master me or drinking it would cause someone else to stumble, that's a different story. But because my struggle is with somewhat of an addictive personality, if I have one glass of wine, I automatically want another. And then I find myself looking forward to the next day that I might be able to have a glass of wine. After a bit of a wrestling match with the Lord, I had to say, okay, Lord, I surrender. My flesh wants to be able to drink wine. But Holy Spirit, what do you say for me? His answer, others may, you may not. Clear as day, I could not ignore it. So taking a stand against gratifying those desires of my flesh empowered me with an extra dose of Holy Spirit strength and self-control. So how about you? What is God showing you in the ways you might be listening to the flesh? So, hey, thanks for joining me today. I'd sure appreciate it if you would like, follow, share, and comment on this episode. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.